Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Women podcast. If you're a woman who is ready and willing to be a follower of Jesus, you're in the right place. Join me this season as we dive in deep to learn how to embrace your journey on the covenant path with checkpoints instead of checklists. I'm your host, Darla Trindler, and I'm cheering you on. Welcome to your journey. Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Women podcast. I'm so happy that you're here today. So let's dive into episode four. We're going to talk about the word remember. I have this really huge pet peeve that involves my children. When my husband and I ask them about something they knew they were supposed to do but didn't do, we frequently get the same response. I forgot. Have you ever heard that from anyone in your life? I mean, did you take out the trash? I forgot. Did you do your laundry? I forgot. Did you pick up your sister from the bus stop? I forgot. This response really bugs me and my husband because I don't think they actually forgot. Usually they didn't do their assigned tasks because they prioritized something else they wanted to do more. I get really annoyed with my kids when they say, I forgot, but maybe I need to take a step back and look at myself. Do I sometimes say the same thing to God? When I'm going about my day, but I haven't read my scriptures and I feel the nudge from the spirit, do I say, I forgot? When I get into bed to watch Netflix at the end of a long day and fail to say my prayers, can I honestly say, I forgot? Did I really forget or did I just prioritize something I wanted to do more? Let me give you an example from my life. I've shared before in other places that I have a prayer journal. I heard someone else share a similar idea and I tweaked it to fit my own needs. So basically, at the beginning of the week, usually on Sunday nights, I open up my prayer journal, which is just a cute notebook, and on one side of the page, I write down all the things I'm grateful for from that week. And on the opposite page, I write down the questions I have for God and the things I want his help with in my life. Then several times throughout the week, I pull out my prayer journal before I pray and I review the things I wrote for the week that I feel gratitude for, and I review the things I wrote that I needed help with, and then I pray. At the end of the week, usually on Sunday night before I write for the new week, I go back and I look at the questions and the things I wrote that I needed help with, and I take some time to ponder and I write how I saw God during the week, helping me to answer my questions or give me guidance about whatever it is that I wrote down. So you're probably thinking, that's great, Darla. What does it have to do with forgetting? Well, Even though I have set an intention to focus on certain things, and even though I have pulled out that prayer journal and reviewed what I wrote a few times a week, I am still frequently in awe on Sunday nights at the ways he has answered me and helped me. I am just like my kids. I forget what my focus for the week was, even when I have set an intention and written it down. It's not like it's been weeks or months, people. It has been days. And I still frequently forget what I am intentionally going to the Lord for help with. And guess what? He still blesses me. I still have something to write as a way he answered me. And even though I am basically saying to him a lot of times, I forgot. He is still there answering my prayers and helping me along. So that is what my journey looks like on the path sometimes. I forget. I miss the ways he is helping me. Sometimes I forget and I don't connect with him in the way my heart desires to connect. Sometimes I forget something I wrote one day before and I lose my focus. 
This whole season of podcasts, we're talking about your journey on the covenant path. Something you will experience as you're trying to keep your covenants is forgetting. Maybe you don't really forget. Other words to describe forget might be distract, disregard, brush off, or minimize. But however you want to describe it, it's easy to go about your earthly life and forget what is truly important and why you are even here. So in today's episode, I want to dive into the opposite of forget. I want to talk about remember. Elder Dale G. Renlin, an apostle, has shared some great insights about how God feels when we forget him. Elder Renlin said, I do not think that God is insulted when we forget him. Rather, I think he is deeply disappointed. End quote. Elder Renlin went on to say that the disappointment from God happens because we have missed an opportunity to be close to him. He wants us to be close. In an earlier episode, I talked about how the path we are on is narrow. It's narrow because the Savior wants to pull us in and be intimate with us. He wants us to remember him. In my research for this episode, I discovered that the Hebrew word for remember has a deeper meaning than our English version of to bring to one's mind an awareness. In Hebrew, the word remember conveys action. Remember means you are going to do something, not just think about it. In Matthew 7, the Savior gives us a great example of how remembering is really doing. And you probably are very familiar with the Savior's words, but this is what he says in verses 24 through 27. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Are you singing a primary song in your head now? <laughs> you probably are. But in this parable, the commonality between these two men was that they both heard the Lord. But the difference was one two-letter word, do. It says that the wise man, quote, heareth my saying and doeth them, and the foolish man, quote, heareth and doeth not. Now that you're singing a primary song in your head, let's switch gears and talk about another primary song. You are probably very familiar with the song, I Am a Child of God. I will spare you my terrible singing voice and just read you the words to the chorus. Lead me, guide me, walk beside me, help me find the way. Teach me all that I must do to live with him someday. I don't even have to tell you the words, right? You probably heard that song a million times. But did you know that the original words to the last line of the chorus were different? When the song was written by Sister Naomi Randall, the last line said, Teach me all that I must know to live with him someday. One time, President Spencer W. Kimball, who was then an apostle, was visiting a state conference and a group of children saying, I am a child of God during the meeting. He later told a member of the primary general board that there was a word in the song that didn't sit well with him. He asked if Sister Randall would change the word. Sister Randall honored President Kimball's request and the word no was changed to do. Teach me all that I must do to live with him someday. President Kimball was adamant about not only knowing, but doing. He had a motto that was two simple words, do it. 
My family loved that motto, and when I was a child, we had signs made to hang around our house that said, do it, to remind us to be like the prophet. Remembering is doing, and doing helps us to stay on the path that helps us to return to live with our heavenly parents. Teach me all that I must do to live with him someday. With all of this put together, remembering is doing something to be close to the Lord. That led me to think of the things that I'm doing on my own journey on the covenant path to remember. One of the first things that comes to my mind is partaking of the sacrament each week. In the sacramental prayers that we hear every week, a form of the word remember is mentioned twice. In both sacrament prayers, we are taught that we are taking the bread and taking the water, quote, in remembrance of the body of thy son. But both prayers also teach us that we are to, quote, always remember him. Partaking of the sacrament each week is one of those checkpoints we talked about in the first episode of this season. It is something we all must do. The sacrament is an ordinance we must have in our life. Think about a time when you've been asked to give a talk in sacrament meeting. You probably sat on the stand during the sacrament. You had the opportunity to look out over the congregation and watch the sacrament being passed. Everyone was doing the same thing, receiving a tray, putting the bread or water in their mouth, and then passing the tray on. Outwardly, it looks like we're all doing the same thing, but inwardly, it looks different for each of us. Remembering is part of our unique journey on the path because it's personal. While outwardly, when we take the sacrament, it looks the same, on the inside, we all have very different things going on. I don't know what your life looks like, how you are striving to keep your covenants, and what you are thinking about during the sacrament. That's because it is meant to be personal. I can only worry about what I am striving for and thinking about. It looks different for each of us individually and even looks different at different times and seasons of life. Now, I will be the first to admit that as someone who has taken the sacrament my entire life, I have had many periods of time in my life where I have taken it for granted and forgot the significance of what I was doing. But I cling to moments in my life where the sacrament helped me to remember the Savior more fully. As a little girl in primary, growing up in northern Arizona, and attending church on the Navajo Reservation with my dad, who was a high counselor, we took the sacrament on a plate in a single-wide trailer with folding chairs in the middle of nowhere. As a missionary, I sat in small buildings and watched someone I had taught the gospel to partake of the sacrament for their very first time. As an adult leader on a youth trek that was being held over a Sunday many years ago, The planned church services as a state could not be held after a 24-hour rainstorm. I was wet, tired, and muddy, but I knelt on a blue tarp after the sun finally came out at the end of the Sabbath and partook of the sacrament with my Trek family. And just recently, I have gathered week after week with my family in our living room with bread on a paper plate and water in tiny red solo cups as my teenage boys have blessed and passed the sacrament to our family. The power of the sacrament and the remembering has penetrated deep in my heart. All of these experiences, and even the seemingly ordinary weekly experiences sitting in a chapel with my ward family, have brought me closer to where I want to be. On my journey on the path, I want to remember him. I want to be close to him, and I am hopeful that each week I can do that as I take the sacrament. Another part of remembering on your journey on the path is to think about the times you have experienced what Mormon termed in Mormon 1.15, the goodness of Jesus. I love this phrase. How do we remember and not forget the goodness of Jesus in our life? 
One way to do this is to record moments you have seen and felt his love. The prophet Alma is a great example of recording. At one point in his ministry, Alma had a huge question about how to handle some dissenters. He didn't want to do the wrong thing, so he prayed, and the Savior gave him a beautiful answer in Mosiah 26, verses 15 through 32. And then I love what Alma does next. After the Lord is done speaking to him, he says in verse 33 that he wrote down Christ's words to him, quote, that he might have them. He wrote them down so he would remember and not forget. Because Alma wrote the Savior's words down, he would be able to go back and read them again and again. That prayer journal that I mentioned earlier, even though I sometimes forget what I wrote at the beginning of the week, sometimes I take the time to thumb through weeks and weeks worth of questions and the answers I have received. It's my own personal written record of God's love for me. It's one way I try to remember him. Another way to remember is to look for him in the normal, mundane things you are doing every day. In a 2018 BYU Women's Conference talk, Jennifer Brinkerhoff Platt talked about how to ritualize everyday experiences. She shared that there are three components to doing this, prepare, participate, and remember. Jennifer believes that we can take the ordinary things we are doing in our lives and make them into something that helps us feel the Savior's love in our lives. Jennifer shared in her talk how she ritualized going to the grocery store. She shared how she prepared a shopping list and decided to intentionally use the grocery store trip to engage with her son as she shopped. She said, quote, I not only wanted to, but I needed to feel Christ's love for me. Okay, now I know that may sound odd to you. Gee, I think I'll go to the grocery store so I can feel loved. I needed to feel love so badly in those moments, and I wanted to hope I'd feel it by simply being with other people. Getting groceries was all I had time for. The shopping needed to be done. You may not have felt the Holy Ghost the last time someone helped you find soy sauce in aisle 10 or while sampling a cookie. Those experiences may not have affected you the way they did me, but they were impactful because I needed them to be. I was participating in my process, end quote. I love Sister Platt's idea to ritualize the ordinary parts of our day to remember the Savior. In one of her fine study guides for the Book of Mormon, author Courtney Casper illustrated a way she has ritualized something she does every day. Courtney shared how she tries to remember Jesus every day through water. Every time Courtney touches water throughout her day, she thinks of the Savior. Think about how often you are touching water throughout your day. Brushing your teeth, showering, doing the dishes, doing the laundry, bathing your kids. Not to mention the 20 times a day that you're simply washing your hands for the recommended 20 seconds or however long the CDC is recommending that we do it these these days. But if you have the means and the resources to listen to this podcast, you are probably blessed to be touched by water all day long. What if every time you did that, you thought of him? In her talk, Jennifer Platt also shared how Christ's pattern when he was on the earth was to use the ordinary. He met people right where they were, even if it was a total mess. As Jennifer shared, quote, he used bread, fish, and lilies to teach profound doctrines. He healed while walking through streets, and he loved always, end quote. It's so simple. You don't need checklists a mile long. You don't need hours of scripture study every day. You certainly don't need to be perfect. Christ will meet you in your messy, untidy, and mundane life. I love the hymn, Come Thou Fount. My favorite line is, bind my wandering heart to thee. Remember, the path is narrow because he wants to be intimate with you. 
but through remembering him and his goodness, you can also bind yourself to him. You just need to start and do something. You can find the word remember mentioned many times in scripture. I love these beautiful words found in Psalm 111, 3 through 4. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endureth forever. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. You can remember the Savior in your personal journey on the covenant path. Remembering is private and personal. Remembering is what is in your heart. As the Savior taught through the parable of the wise man and the foolish man, remembering is doing. And as Alma told his sons in Helaman 5.12, you can remember, quote, that it is upon the rock of our Redeemer who is Christ, the Son of God, that you must build your foundation, that when the devil shall send forth his mighty winds, yea, his shafts in the whirlwind, yea, when all his hell and his mighty storm shall beat upon you, it shall have no power over you to drag you down to the gulf of misery and endless woe because of the rock upon which you are built, which is a sure foundation, a foundation whereon if men build, they cannot fall. Doing is building your house with Christ as the foundation. I hope as you go on your personal journey on the path, you will remember. Remember him through partaking of the sacrament, recording his goodness in your life, and seeking for him in the mundane, ordinary moments of your day. Join me next week on the podcast, where I'll be sharing more thoughts about embracing your journey on the covenant path with checkpoints instead of checklists by talking about overcoming fear to gain confidence. Come join me in the journey. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and if you did, please share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on Apple Podcasts. This actually helps more women find the podcast and embrace their own journey on the covenant path. To get access to the workbook for this season and to find show notes and other resources, head over to spirituallymindedwomen.com. For more inspiration, follow along on Instagram at spirituallymindedwomen. Have a fantastic day. I'm cheering you on in your journey.